everybody. Welcome back to another Sunday, the UBEC podcast. I'm here along with my partner, Will, the unholy uh, drunken deacon with me, sitting there with his goofy-ass sunglasses on. The How drunken disciple. The drunken disciple. The drunken, yeah. I'm good, man. Had a good week. Everything's Gucci. What about yourself, homie? That's a home. <laughs> you just uh, walking around with a Gucci bag or something? It's all Gucci, baby. Man, that's like 2009 shit, dude. It's all Gucci. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything was good this week. It was, you know, uh, I was kind of sick last week, so back on top of the world again, feeling great. Yeah. Uh, driving around as usual, so, you know, uh, didn't see much interesting, but I did, I had a fucking fat-ass burger at this place and i want to give them a shout out real quick if i can just because it was the best burger i've had in my life it's called the burger shack and they have three locations in this area well not in this immediate area but you have to drive a little bit to get to them if you're up in southern maryland but uh they have locations in ashburn chantilly and alexandria it's called the burger shack dude they had this ring of fire burger that i had it had sriracha mayo jalapeno peppers an onion ring on it and the jalapeno peppers were the fresh jalapenos none of that pickled shit none of that fake ass sitting on a counter for three years kind of pick like pickled jalapenos fresh still had the siege and they were mexicans in there working so you know that shit was made fresh and spicy that sounds good man that reminds me of the angry whopper did you ever get that when uh burger king had it yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was awesome too. They use pickled. They use pickled jalapenos. Though, yeah, they? you you can tell they were definitely pickled. They're just a little too salty. I like that fresh jalapeno. You get the little bit of a pepper taste, but it's like that crunch, you know. But that sauce on that Angry Whopper, I forget what they called it, but it was like real sweet. It was like a sweet and hot honey type of type of deal. It was awesome, man. Yeah, I like that. Like the weird, like the honey hot or like, uh, what is it? The Nashville hot. I like that stuff. That stuff is banging. Me too. I like that too. So, yeah. And I mean, you know, on the meat kick, like everybody, like you want a big juicy burger. And what kind of has been like after I ate that burger? Well, actually not after I ate it while I was sitting there eating it. I started thinking about like that Beyond Burger shit, dude, that they're trying to push. And like everywhere's got a Beyond Burger. I don't think McDonald's does yet, but like Burger King has theirs. And even some of these smaller chains are starting to, I don't know how they're paying for it because that shit's way more expensive than beef. But Chick-fil-A is coming out with a fucking like Beyond Chicken or a fake like plant-based chicken sandwich. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't that sound fucking gross? Like my whole thing is if you choose not to fucking eat meat, stop making shitty fucking comparisons or, you know, trying to eat meat, eat things that aren't meat, like eat your vegetables and your soy and all that shit. Cause I mean that, that plant-based shit's not good for you anyway. All that shit that they put in it to make it taste like meat. You don't even know. That shit is gross, man. It's like the fucking Takis. It's just a chemical. Like the chemicals, they're just put, they're dumping chemicals in it. Right. You know? If you eat a fucking cheeseburger, at least you know the meat came from a fucking cow. If you eat a chicken sandwich, you know it came from a chicken. They might eat, right. they're probably even fucking poisoning us, you know, with this shit. We're eating fake meat. We don't even know it. 
Do you ever shop at the grocery store and you walk by somebody else shopping and they got a cart full of food? I mean, overflowing full of food and it's just all garbage, like no real food at all. Like Hostess cakes, uh, Doritos, um, you know, all those artificial juices, you know, none of that stuff is real at all. There's no real food to it whatsoever, you know? Oh, yeah. Like what? it's the food stamp time. Yeah, exactly. Whenever people get food stamps, like you can see it. They're in there buying Little Debbie. You know, they're buying fucking tasty cake. They got like 15 different Cokes in the cart. You know, and I'm a big guy. Like, but I really don't eat a lot of cakes. My biggest problem is breads and pasta and shit. And yeah, I me a, too. I eat a fuck ton of meat. I mean, I'm just, I got to have meat with every meal and I eat a big portion of it. But I mean, I really. I mean, I work for, uh, you know, a company that sells the unhealthy products, like the salty snacks and stuff like that, but I don't eat a ton of it. So, I mean, I drink a lot of my calories too, drinking beer, drinking sweet tea, but I mean, yeah, those people, I mean, I'm one, I'm guilty because I get Fresca, man. I love Fresca. Fresca's the shit. Like, Fresca? What, yeah. You never have Fresca? The drink? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've had that before. That shit's delicious, dude. But I'll yeah, get... it's it's been a while since I've had it. I don't. I can't even remember what it tastes like. I have. I didn't even hardly know they still sold that shit. It's like a grapefruit and like lime or lemon kind of mix, but it's a it's a different soda. But man, that shit is awesome. But I'll, I'm guilty of that. Like if I go to the grocery store and I see they have it, man, I'm getting like six or seven two liters of that shit just because it's so good. I fucking down it, dude. Hell yeah. But I'm not the one like. Well, I don't get fucking food stamps to begin with, you know. But uh, you know. Even when I did, when I struggled a little bit, you know, earlier in my life, when I used it, when you were supposed to use it, I didn't just go and load up my cart with snacks. Like you got to make that, that's once a month, that shit drops. You got to make it last. Go out, you're getting food stamps. At least go out and get you some meats, you know, buy in bulk. Yeah, really? Go to Sam's Club. But no, like you said, you see them and it's not just people with food stamps, but I mean, it is primarily, I, I think, because that's when you, maybe that's just when you see it the most you know is when people get them funds and like right now tax time dude it's been fucking crazy in these stores you know you got two carts they got one cart full of fucking electronics and shit they got the other cart full of fucking dr pepper and fucking mr pib it's like why you gotta buy both choose mr pib or fucking dr pepper dude my buddy that works with me, he was at Walmart on Friday night, and he said it was ridiculous. He said it looked like Black Friday. People buying TVs and uh, game systems and laptops and shit like that. He said a lot of TVs. He saw like a TV in like every fourth person's cart. Yeah, it's wild. No, I mean I got because like you know now with everybody like I'm in a better position than I was you know even two years ago. Uh, so. You know, I didn't get a whole lot back. I got a little bit, but I paid in more, you know, for my income taxes. I got a little change, maybe like a grand or so back. That was bought on like paying bills, groceries, catching up. And I think we got a microwave. Got a fucking microwave. Like you got people out here. They ain't got no microwave. They ain't even got a stove, but they're walking out with a fucking 92 inch flat screen TV, a PS5, but they can't even cook and keep their food cold. Right. You know, it's priorities. You got people filling up their shopping carts with, you know, sodas, chips, and and tasty cakes. 
instead of buying some meat for their little little children. Isn't that crazy, man? It's like guys like us, us working guys. And he and I had the same conversation too. It's like, what did you do with your check? It's like paid off credit cards. Like, what'd you do with your check? Uh, paid off my car insurance, you know, uh, paid off, uh, my cell phone bill, you know what I mean? It went to stuff that had to get done. Not one single dollar of it was I able to splurge and go out and get something new and shiny. And you only got a microwave because you had to get a microwave. You know, you didn't upgrade because you wanted the newest model. <laughs> well, I haven't had a microwave in a year. And I mean, it, it's kind of nice because I got like the one that I wanted. I mean, back when they were on sale, Black Friday and all that. I was looking at them, man. I was stressing spending 60. I spent like 150 on this microwave. I got, it's like the microwave and an air fryer, but they okay. had it on sale at Sam's club for like 50 bucks off. I was like, Lacey looked at it and we were going to do steaks and we do steaks. We normally get like the filet mignon or a ribeye and we get the prime ones. So I was like, well, she's like, well, we don't have to get steak. Let's get this microwave. We still got steak, but we got the sirloin. It's just the top sirloin, but it was still prime tender as shit cooked to perfection, you know, but that's the priorities, though. Like, like you got these motherfuckers out here, tasty cakes, or or they're getting like crab legs and shrimps and fucking filet mignon porterhouse steaks, and you, their kids in there looking sickly, and they're giving them fucking maybe some chicken nuggets or something or a fruit roll up. I've seen that before, and that is sad. What kid do you know wants to eat fucking crab legs? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a freak out there, a little freak kid that would eat crab legs, but most kids ain't eating no crab legs. No, but you know, the, I understand that if you're if you're getting a lot of food stamps, why wouldn't you get something? If you're getting a lot of money for food stamps, I mean, why wouldn't you get something like a two pound bag of shrimp, a five pound bag of crab legs? You know, that makes sense. Yeah. But if you're blowing it on Hot Pockets and DiGiorno pizzas and, you know, all that frozen bullshit is what I call it, it's a waste, man. I mean, yeah, the kids are going to enjoy it, but your money's going to go a lot further if you spend 10 bucks and get a bone-in pork roast or, you know, a good top round or a good bottom round beef roast. That's going to feed so many people. And not only that, you're going to be able to get quite a few different meals out of it. Yeah, and that's, like, I don't have a problem with them getting the crab legs or the shrimps or anything. But, like, because I, I know that, like, on social media, it's a lot of conservatives and people like that. Well, I, when they get the food stamps, they go out and get the crab legs and stuff. And it's like, okay, well, they deserve to eat food like that, too. Like, everybody deserves. But, like, don't go out and just get that primarily. And then two weeks in, you get you ain't got no food. You're going to the food bank. Right. You know, and also, food stamps supposed to be supplemental. You're supposed to have to you know, put a little bit of your own money in too to get, it's not like, Oh, this is just your whole groceries for the month. No, but we're not dissing people that are on food stamps. Cause you know, there's a lot of families out there that got the stamps and they really need it. You know, I've been on them, dude. Like whenever I lived in, when I moved to Texas in 2020, I took a pay cut. I needed to get it. So I went on them and they gave me like 500 a month, which, but it went to the, the food, the base for the meals you know the meats the cheeses like all that stuff and then like if we had to pay out of pocket for some other things we did that so i mean exactly. use it if you need to but that's the thing too like don't lie and game the system either like if you can make it don't sit there and like fake report that you know you need the food stamps because you're taking that shit away from other people right yep making it harder for people that that really do need it as well
Yeah, and that's like my wife's insurance. Uh, we have pretty good insurance through her job, but and and we probably could have stayed on like the Maryland healthcare for the kids because they pretty much approve kids across the board, and we're not at the income to where they won't. But I was like, just get it for the kids. Let's take them off the because that way the money's there for someone that really needs it. Right. Even though I probably would have got approved, you know, just it's I don't need it. I could spend the extra money on the kids to have their insurance through your work. Good job, man. That's how it should be. A lot of people don't think that way, though. They just think it's out there. Well, someone's going to use it, so I'm going to get it. And I'm like, no, that's for someone that needs it. Right. That's for people that are really in distress. Exactly. But, you know, we live in America, the land of milk and honey. And, you know, where our poor people are fat. That's for sure. So, I mean, can't really bitch about it too much. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, we people like to bitch about America and everything. The poor people are fat, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have some of a homeless issue in certain cities and things like that. But, man, by and large, this is the best country in the fucking world. Like, we're light speeds ahead of most other countries. Well, what about Switzerland? Well, they have, like, fucking 2 million goddamn people. You know, we have 300 million. We're making this shit work. Right. Might not be pretty at times. You know, but it happens. It might take, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, Mayor Pete, Pete Booty Judge. It might take him two fucking weeks to get out there to visit East Palestine out there in Ohio. And they don't go until fucking Trump goes out, you know. So yeah. We might live in, in like we might have our hiccups, but we still live in a good country. Can I Can I ask you the age-old question that i've pondered most of my life and this pertains mostly to a lot of people in walmart but i guess you could throw this category in any grocery store chain are you fat because you're riding around in a motorized scooter or are you in a motorized scooter because you're fat you're riding around in a motorized scooter because you're fucking lazy <laughs> i see these does it drive you nuts? Yeah, it does. I, the amount of people that I see that look like they don't belong in those carts is unbelievable. You know, you can't walk for an hour or two while you grocery shop. What the fuck is wrong with you? Not even an hour, dude. Most people don't spend a whole hour in the grocery store. And not only that, there's some grocery stores like Save-A-Lot and Food Line. Their locations are tiny, man. Yeah. Compared to compared to like a super Walmart, a Walmart super center, or God, like a Sam's Club. Sam's Club are huge. You see these little ninety-year-old people walking around pushing their cart, but you see this fucking twenty-five-year-old woman, fucking with fifteen goddamn kids around her. Yeah, riding around one of them power scooters. Like, what the fuck is your problem, really? Like, you can walk. And her kids are being little badass motherfuckers ripping shit off the shelves. And she's just there. <laughs> she's there screaming at them, you know, instead of getting up. Like maybe if you got up off your ass off that fucking ride along cart and, and grabbed a hold of them little motherfuckers once or twice and been like, look, you're making me look like an idiot in this goddamn store. Maybe then <laughs> you've seen them. That man, I seen this woman the other day. She's like screaming at her kid. It's like that kid don't hear shit you're saying. Nope. Like I get loud with mine. But I mean, for the most part, like, it's just when it's dumb shit. It's like, I'm not getting through to you when I'm talking. So, like, I, I raise my voice when I get a little pissed off. But these people are just, like, screaming at them like the, like a fucking banshee. What What's the deal? And I'm going to piss a lot of people off with this statement. But what's the deal with middle-aged women? 
dyeing their hair like pink and blue. You know, they got kids growing up like our age and they're what happened in your life? What's going on with your mental state where at 45 you're a grown woman with a regular job and kids and you decide to dye your hair anime blue? You know what I mean? Like half of it's hot pink and the other half's electric fucking blue. Like to me, when I look at a, a, a grown woman, a middle-aged woman with her hair that color, I wonder what type of mental issues does she have going on right now? What's even the kids? Even the kids in school, which I mean, I guess, but like, what kind of parent are you letting your kid do that? Remember when we were in school, if you came to school with like unnaturally colored hair, you were gone. Yeah, you were they gone. kicked you out. And I think that yeah. even changed like between when we graduated and when my wife graduated, because she was a couple years behind us. And I think even like when with her class, they were that's when they started allowing them to do that shit. It's like right. it's because of the fucking parents, dude. Yeah. And it, these boomers and, and, and a little bit younger people that are even in our generation a little bit. It's like they just don't you're not going to tell me what to tell my kids to do. Like, the, like, I don't fucking get it. I don't understand it. Like you're anti-establishment, but you're creating a fucking generation of dipshit kids. And that's what we're seeing now with these little idiot ass kids. I'm glad for my, like my daughter's generation. I think she's going to be the ones that come along because they got asshole parents like us. Like, you know, people that are our age, we're kind of like, we're that limp biscuit generation, you know, we're that fucking slipknot or Eminem or, or three, six mafia. We're like, shit don't hurt our fucking feelings. And we right. just say what the fuck we are thinking in our minds. So the but the generation after us, they're little soft ass pussies. But the generation coming up after them, like my kids' age, they're gonna be a bunch of savages, dude. They're gonna be crazy. Little babies r- running around the house calling people motherfuckers. <laughs> she drops a toy the other day. She goes, "Motherfucker!" I was like, "She's three years old, dude." <laughs> Damn. I said, I said, "Hey, when you get in school, you can't say those words." She, she said okay because i mean i let them cuss the oldest one says she doesn't cuss but we got cameras in here so we went to the store the other day and there was they were making a fucking ruckus in the house so i heard uh the the oldest yelling at the middle because they were doing their chores and stuff and she's like just do the fucking thing and she's trying to she's sitting there she said that's a lie that's not me cussing i'm like you dumbass you're on camera <laughs> like i don't care that you said it like why are you sitting here lying to me about saying it like I don't give up. Like my mouth doesn't change from when I'm talking to you right now to when I talk to my kids. I just I say fuck a lot. I say a bunch of shit, you know. And so why am I going to be a hypocrite? But that's the difference. Like I also tell them respect adults. Like don't go respect every situation until you know what kind of environment you're in. Watch your mouth. Like don't go to school saying a bunch of cuss words. It's stupid. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get pissed off when you come home and you got a referral for it. Because right. I expect you to fucking know your audience. But yeah, these blue hair, fucking blue and pink, looking like a Sailor Moon fucking actress. Come I mean, that that's cool if you're like a 19-year-old stripper in Vegas, you know? But I'm talking, if you're like pushing, if you're on the, the later side of 40, you know, should you be doing your hair all those crazy colors? Probably not. I mean, it... I'll be honest with you. It's a good way to lose respect, not trying to be insulting about it, but you look at somebody like that and it's like I said, it's like, okay, what type of mental things are, is she going through? And I'm not making fun of people with mental issues because it's not funny, but 
it's just the first thing that pops in my head when I see that. <laughs> I don't even think of like mental issues. Like I'm not like what you're saying, like no offense to people with real mental issues, like right. depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, anything like, but what mental issues do you have? Like immaturity level, like you're yeah. fucking 45 years old and you're rocking electric blue hair and you got space buns on your head and you're going wondering why you can't find a job anywhere. It's yeah. like these dipshits with fucking face tattoos, dude. Who oh, no want to hire God. me? I wonder why they won't fucking hire you. Right. You know, I, maybe if you sit back and ponder the reason you're not getting hired, maybe if you look in a fucking mirror, that'll give you your answer. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Why can't I get a job at all? Because right. you got fucking <laughs> face tats. You got dick written under your eye. I know. How many CEOs of successful companies do you see with like peace under their eye or like player atop above their eyebrow or like exactly. two or three teardrops? It doesn't How happen. Many, even like I go in a meeting sometimes with that. And I mean, I wear polo shirts most of the time. And I mean, sometimes I even feel like self-conscious about that. Just having a tattoo on my arm. Like, and the culture shifted, you know, they're more acceptable, but Still, there's some instances like I'm not going to ever get anything, you know, neck and below unless you're a tattoo artist or something like that. You know, maybe don't fucking get a spider web tattooed like above your fucking eye. Well, the sad thing is there's such a labor shortage in America and probably all over the world. You can come into the interview looking like a complete shithead and they're going to hire you. You know, it's not even based on looks anymore. Looks don't have anything to do with it. They just need a body in there to fill that position. Well, they're going to hire you for the entry level, and you're going to wonder why you can't advance up to management, though, because there still is a standard for management. Yeah, definitely. You know, and you're going to be sitting there, you know, you're working, say you get a job at McDonald's, they hire you at $15 an hour to fucking do whatever, and you're there for five years still making that same $15 an hour, and you're pissed off at the world. Why can't I advance? Because you haven't fucking changed the hair dye that you're putting in. You had fucking electric pink hair for how long? Maybe grow up. Truth. You're not a child anymore. You know, unless you're, like I said, unless you have a niche job where you're a gamer, like one of them gamer girls, or you're a tattoo artist, or you're someone like an influencer or something like that. Only fans. Yeah, like go ahead, knock yourself out. I mean, really, do what you want, but don't complain whenever that doesn't work out and you've got to go get a job and you've got dollar signs tattooed under your eye. Amen. That's just the opinion of two shitheads in, uh, you know, South Central Maryland. But I think it holds true. I think it's going to resonate with a lot of Americans. I think a lot of people feel that way, you know, but we can't. It's like I said last week. It's not our jobs to police your mental well-being. If you don't like what we say, don't fucking listen. Right. Because we're going to stay true to us and we're going to stay true to what we think is right and moral. And maybe our moral compass is a little off. But guess what? We're, we're good people. We are. You know, we're deplorables deplorables in the eyes of many, but we have most people, we're respectful. We have people's best interests at heart. We don't think about ourselves all the time. We're looking out for you fucking clowns with your pink and purple hair. You know, we're looking out for you guys. Maybe you, you have on the tip of your mind that you're thinking about going and getting a face tattoo. And hopefully this episode changes your mind. You know, so we're doing it for the people. I don't think you're deplorable, Dustin. I just think you're an asshole. Well, thank you. I'm a caring asshole. Don't get the face tattoos. 
we're just looking out for you you know that's it we're looking out for you you the viewer you the individual you a member of society if you want to move on from working third shift as an amazon forklift driver don't get a face tattoo if you ever want to have a career in sales or management don't fucking dye your hair lime green you're not the joker it doesn't look good the man has spoken unless you want to be a street entertainer in new york get the fuck out of here with that clown shit oh oh we tip strippers and delivery drivers around here and they better not have face tats or blue hair Better fucking not. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. No, you said it like Forrest Gump's supposed to be said like Stone Cold. That's the <laughs> that, bottom line. <laughs> I was trying to say it like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump lived a life, dude. Yeah, he did. I feel bad for that guy, man. Someone should have been looking out for him. Right. He's chasing that tail around the whole movie. He just, man, he had so many other girls he could have had. He I bet just, Jen, Jenny would have been the type to have blue hair and face tattoos if she would have grown up in our generation. Ex- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she would have never, you know, her, her child would have got taken from by the state. Forrest Gump would have never met his child. You know, her name's not Jenny. You got to pronounce it Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to get to some news or do you have something else you want to go with? No, let's get in the uh, – so, well, actually, yeah. Okay, so back on the chicken real quick because I kind of missed this. So the fake chicken. But anyway, I do like chicken. I like chicken wings, boneless wings. So a couple of years ago, I had those uh, Reaper pepper wings yeah. from, from B-dubs. So yeah. I didn't know this. It's like if you're dehydrated – well, I was sitting there, a little backstory on it. I was sitting there before they came out after I placed the order, and I was talking shit. I was like, man, those wings ain't hot. I would had them a couple times before. It's like, those wings are weak as shit. So they bring out these wings, dude. You could smell it from, like, leaving the kitchen. <laughs> coming up to my table, you could smell those fucking wings. They were slathered in that Reaper pepper sauce. So I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, God. Like, they sat it in front of me. It's burning my nose. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. So I ate them. Hottest fucking wings I've ever had in my life. They were so hot. So the next day, me and my buddy, we go to this barbecue restaurant we're at work. We're going to eat lunch. I had to pee before we put our order in and shit. So I come out and I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like my, like my, my wiener was on fire, dude. (laughs) Like from taking that piss, I'm like, holy shit, what happened? So I started researching it. I had to get to the bottom of this lava piss and I'm like, dude, it's from the fucking wings. Like if you're dehydrated a little bit and I had a couple beers that night too. And you know, beer dehydrates you. And I was like, it's from the fucking capsaicin or whatever it is in the pepper. I'm pissing out like pretty much pepper juice. He's like, are you ah. serious? Dude, it was the, from both ends too. When I took a shit that day. Oh my God. It was like a ring of fire. Oh my God, dude. It hurt so bad. It just like, I, I couldn't catch relief. It took me like two days to get over it. I was afraid to touch like my wiener. Cause it hurt. Like it just, Straight fire, pissing out fire. Did you try Pepto-Bismol or anything, or would that not even have helped? I didn't have heartburn or anything. I don't know if it would have helped. It might have, but I didn't have, like, heartburn. It just, I had the fire excrement. But that, that shit, like, 
that thick, like chalky stuff, it when it coats your stomach, it really helps you and it helps digest foods that are, you know, irritants for bowels and you know, lower intestines and all that, your gut. I was drinking it like crazy last week. Oh yeah, you had a rough week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I had that stomach bug, man. It, it didn't go away. Even Monday, I still kind of felt bad, but then like by Tuesday, I was bouncing back. So, for all you guys listening now, that's why last week I there's a couple times I don't know if you see me, I'm like rubbing my face and I'm just like, oh, I was feeling pretty shitty last week. But yeah, I'm on the mend, dude. I feel great now. I'm not eating any of that fucking Reaper pepper wings though. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, man. I'm glad I'm feeling better, man. <laughs> I bet. So, but yeah, I just had to get that little piece off about them wings, man. So if you're dehydrated, if you drink, if you eat those Reaper pepper wings, make sure you stay hydrated. You don't, don't do it. Be, you don't want to be pissing lava. Don't do it. It's not a comfortable situation to be in. Especially if they have like beyond meat chicken wings too. Don't, don't go for that. What are they putting in? Imagine if they tried to replicate it. To actually be like a chicken wing. So they're putting like plastic pieces in the bone for the bone. Like you, oh like you want God. a real wing. So they're like artificially making these like fake bones and shit. That's, that's going a little extreme if they do stuff like that. It's probably Bill Gates doing it. He's probably behind all this shit. Oh, man, he's going to have us eating bugs here soon. Bill Gates and fucking the WEF. All those guys. They did a, I don't know if I told you this, they did a deep fake with Greta Thunberg, you know, the activist girl from Germany or whatever. And it was like a PSA and it wasn't actually her saying it, but they did one of those apps where they could generate her voice saying stuff. And it was supposed to be like an infomercial for eating bugs and insects. And at the end of it, she was just like, just eat the bugs <laughs> and it was really funny i mean it you wouldn't have been able to tell it wasn't her it sounded just like her you know what she would make a a perfect character in like a horror movie about like psycho killer kids like almost like a children of the corn yeah like she's just she's out of her mind like do you see how angry she you don't care about our future she reminds me of like a student at Hogwarts or something, you know, one of those weird like sorcerer sorceress fire, fire, fire. <laughs> Do you think like when she got mad in elementary school, she was one of those weird kids that would like <sighs> like whenever you did something to make her mad, she was putting a hex on you. Yeah. You're in third grade and she's just like you picked on her at lunch and you go back to your classroom, you're sitting there and she's just sitting there. <laughs> she was in her she was in her bedroom with a broken branch she's like over there speaking sp- in tongues and shit <laughs> uh, what a what a sad little mean little girl she is so angry like she's gonna age so quick she is man her life has to be miserable with how mad she is about shit like I'm I'm for like certain like you know we got to take care of the planet but they want to go fucking crazy with it and the solutions they have aren't even that good. I mean electric cars. Let's drive our electric cars from coal power plants. You know? Or let's we talked about it a couple weeks ago, lithium mines and shit like that. So come on, come up with a good solution instead of riding around bitching all the time, maybe come up with a solution. She's just shaming people. Stop trolling Dave Tate. You know, he's got enough going on. Right. You fucking bully. 
<laughs> Let's do some news. How's Let's that sound? It. Let's get into it. First question of the day. Dustin, have you heard about the new zombie drug? And I'm not making a joke. This isn't satire or anything. This is real. This new zombie drug that is on the market now, they're calling it Trank. And uh, what it is is these people are, it's like rot your skin and uh, just it's real nasty shit. Have you heard anything about it? No, no, not at all. Um, I'm going to share the screen and just of a little, just a Google skirt or the skirt. What the fuck am I talking about? Skirt. Just a quick, just to show people like some of the news on it. But no, I haven't heard of it until you brought it up. I mean. All right. That third one down, uh, West Virginia Metro News, that'll be the article that I'm referring to. Okay. So yeah, the this voice, is the voice of West Virginia. So if you guys need this, you want to look at the article that Will's going to mention it's w wv metro news.com the article is uh looks like from the 24th of february i'm going to stop sharing now let will kind of get into it yeah well so it's a drug called xylazine known as trank or zombie drug it's an animal tranquilizer that is often mixed with fentanyl the drug leads to skin rotting symptoms including leg wounds swollen hands and even missing limbs Amputation is necessary in some cases in order to stop the spread of whatever is going through these individuals' bodies. Xylazine is now 90% of Philadelphia's drug supply. It was detected in New York City, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. The, a trend in Philadelphia or Baltimore or other East Coast cities, it comes our way. We know that we have tradition we have we traditionally have suppliers from Philadelphia who are sending drugs to north central west virginia or in the eastern panhandle adding the tranquilizer something that is more sedating makes the drug feel like it lasts longer the scary part of naloxone a commonly used opioid reversal drug it can't save a person's life if the fentanyl is mixed with xylazine so no no whatever you said naloxone that's the narcan right yeah, that's the Narcan, and that would be the opioid reversal. So if you're overdosing, they can administer this naloxone or Narcan or whatever, and hopefully it'll bring that person back to life. doesn't always work, but it's pretty effective when it does work. What happened to just fucking getting high? Like, <laughs> what happened to catching up? Like, you want to kill yourself. You know, I watched a, a documentary on like, I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was Drugs Inc. or something like that. It was on Netflix when I was watching it. But it, it took place uh, where they did the documentary at for this specific episode was in Baltimore for the heroin. Because, I mean, I don't know if many people know this. Maryland is like a hot spot for opioid addiction and death and, and over, uh, overdose. But like the drug dealer would say, say that they wanted to get the drugs with fentanyl. They wanted to get that because these junkies chase that high. Like they want it to be so strong that it almost kills them. Like what the fuck is going on in your brain? Well, so xylazine causes sedative like symptoms such as excessive sleepiness, respiratory depression, as well as raw wounds that can become very severe and spread rapidly with repeated exposure. The crusty ulcerations, which can become dead skins called ischar, 
can result in amputation if left untreated. And there's some, oh man, there's some photos on the New York Post. If you look that up and go through these photos, actually, Dustin, you should do that, man. Go on the New York Post. Title is skin rotting drug just search that and then go down and look at some of these photos man they're just oh it's it's gnarly it's a, it's like zombifying bodies you want me to share them yeah put them up on screen and show people that you got to see this it's disgusting it is pretty gross dude like i i didn't see all of it but i kind of see look up uh okay, oh my so... god look up five of seven yeah there you go that's what i was looking at Sad dude, he just can't even stand up. Right. I hate seeing that shit. When I'm driving down, like, I'm sorry. I don't have much remorse for some of these people. I mean, I know it's a, it's a, it's a heart-wrenching. Like, it, it, it changes people. But, I mean, come on now, man. You're killing your fucking self. Like, I hate seeing, like, this right here, this dude. Come on, man. Like, we talked about the people with the blue and pink hair and shit. But, like, what about the people that are doing this shit? Go back up. Go okay, yeah. There you go. Look, Look at that. that. And then that, oh. and then look at the next one. Oh look at God. that, man. Now that anybody who's just listening, it looks like makeup or effects that they would put on like a Walking Dead character. It is nasty. I'm looking at this guy's shin of his left leg, and it is just all decaying and shit. It's got like black in the centers of like the, I guess that's where the wounds started. Ugh. It almost looks like if you got bit by like a, bl a brown recluse or, you yeah. know, if you have like gangrene or something like wearing a sock, wet socks and shit like that. Like after your foot. Jungle rot, gangrene. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it looks like. That's fucking disgusting, man. Like, but why? Like, that's my whole thing. Why do that to yourself? Why? Where does it end? Like, I don't well, know. With it just what it frustrates me. What they're probably doing is they're probably mixing it. They're probably cutting it with fentanyl so that they can get more bang for their buck. It's probably cheaper for a hit. And supposedly it makes it feel like the high lasts longer, which is what every drug addict is really looking for. Right. I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's just, I've never been one that like, I, I trust me. Like whenever I, I did things and partied and had fun, like, I wish it didn't end like I in the moment, but I don't know. Maybe we were just a little more responsible with it. Like I don't need to be fucked up all the time. I like being and, normal, you know. Emory King said it the best. He's like, when you would go to a party back in the day or a get together or whatever, and you'd see the guy on the couch with the needle in his arm nodding out or in the bathroom you know, nodding out because he just did a shot of heroin. What part of your brain says, oh, my God, that looks like so much fun. I want to try that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what, like that's when we first started talking about the article. I mean, that's where I, I, I was going with it. Like what happened to just catching a fucking buzz? Right. You know, I mean, first off, sticking a fucking needle in your arm. It's so stupid. Right. And I, I think it's also like pills i mean i guess i could have went down that road too but i don't know it's just i was never looking to get more high like i could do a couple things and just like i'd be fine like and i didn't need to do shit every day it's even down to drinking i mean i drank last night for the first time since new year's and i only had like seven beers 
you know, to some people, seven beers be like, man, you were fucked up. Now, I mean, I sit, you've seen it. You've witnessed it. Yeah, I'll sit down and drink. I'll drink a whole 30 pack, you know. You'll get her done. Yeah. You, you, you know? do your thing. And I'll still be walking and talking like a fucking sober man. Like, you'd be like, this motherfucker just drank all them beers and he's still able to walk. You'll just be, you'll be talking even more. Oh, yeah. I don't shut up. But that's about the only thing that changes. I might slur a little bit, but I mean, I just, I go on fucking rampages when I'm shit faced. Back in the day, you would just show up at random hangout spots that I'd be at or we'd we hang out at, and you would just be shit-faced off of Joaquin's Ginger Brandy or whatever. That Joaquin's. Fucking, that or uh, Kentucky Gentleman. I won't drink that shit now. But, I mean, yeah, like, why can't people just do that? You got to eat, you got to use this flesh-eating drug. And I guess that's part of, like, the addiction, too, like, if you do overdose because you think like you overdosed on this shit, why not just give it up? It's a painless death or overdose. Like they don't really suffer through it. No. They don't even remember overdosing. Nope. You know, where if you overdose on Coke, you don't feel that shit. Your heart's going to fucking explode. You, I mean, we've all been there. You know, you do something to speed you up a little bit Four locos, even drinking those things. Like, you know, when you drank too many four locos, Bud Light doesn't make your fucking heart feel like it's going to explode. <laughs> yeah you're right you're right about that so that's crazy hopefully this drug does it hopefully it goes the way of like crocodile or whatever that shit that they had in miami and it yeah. just kind of people do it and they make this huge concern kind of like monkeypox like where they think it's going to be like world ending and then it's really nothing so hopefully hopefully that that's what this drug is i'd hate to see that shit getting around it's not over though i mean the mexicans have are setting up labs across the border right now when they're making this super methamphetamine, like 10 times stronger than, you know, your typical American crystal meth. So, and I, I think that's only reached, been able to reach a certain part of our country, but I think that's something that could quickly get out of hand when it gets in the wrong hands. Oh you yeah. Know well, what I mean, most of the fentanyl comes from Mexico too, but that's yeah. the thing. Like we were talking about those uh, spy balloons last week and like, what are China's intentions? Because almost 100% of the chemicals used to make fentanyl come from China. They, they, they distribute it to the cartels in Mexico. Right. Almost 100% of the chemicals to make fentanyl. Let that sink in. Like, what is their true ambition? Well, it was rogue Chinese, I guess, scientists, or maybe they were just guys that pressed pills they were the ones that sold the recipe and sold the uh, a lot of the ingredients to the Mexicans, the cartels. So, you know, they're as much to blame for it as anybody. Yeah. I mean, and that's the whole thing. Like, everybody hates the drug dealers and shit. And you see this, a drug dealer charged an overdose death. Look, as long as there's a demand for drugs, we're going to have drug dealers. It's not their fault. You yep. know, in my, in my humble opinion, they're trying to make a living. Maybe, you know, it's illegal and they shouldn't, but... You know, we can debate that. They're just serving an uh, a niche, really. They're serving they're serving a nation that's hungry for narcotics or any kind of drugs, really. And who put us in this situation? Especially with the opioids. The fucking pharmaceutical companies did. You know, Purdue, they have a massive lawsuit against them for the opiate pa or opioid pandemic or epidemic. Right. So I mean 
If you want to point fingers at drug dealers and you want to talk shit about them, you need to point fingers at the fucking pharmaceutical companies too, because they are a, a large part of the reason that we have this problem. Not Americans have always done drugs. We're always going to, but when you have your, your doctor pushing medications for Purdue, you know, he's trying to get those Oxycontins out because he gets a kickback on it. You know, where does it, where does it, where did it start? You know? Yep. You're right. It all starts. You want to blame the poor street peddler. What about the fucking CEO of, of Pfizer and, and companies like that? that are making $150 million a year. The company's worth fucking $75 billion or some shit like that. You know, they're all, they're worse than the cartels for sure. Yeah, where do they get the heroin? And you know that there's companies that have rights to test cocaine. Shit, where do they get it from? Right. You know, they're getting it. The cocaine, they're getting it from some Colombian cartel. The heroin, all this shit, they're getting. You know, Afghanistan. I've heard, and I'm. I, you can't really find the articles, but I've heard people talking about garden poppy fields in Afghanistan. The U.S. military guarding poppy. Of that. Garden poppy fields, you know, and you want to get into that too. Iraq. When we were in Iraq, we were guiding or guarding the fucking oil oil wells and shit for the Chinese. We didn't benefit from that oil. We were keeping it safe for the Chinese. Well, so where does this well, all start? You know, what was it? Your buddy that was in the army wasn't most of his. wasn't wasn't didn't he have a detail that he did for the longest time where they were guarding an oil field in Africa or something like that? It was like uh, I can't I can't even remember. I don't. Even you remember know what I'm talking. You you know what I'm talking about yeah, though, yeah. right? There's a dude that I knew out uh, down south. That's all he did was they just guarded this oil oil field. I can't remember where it was. I swear I thought you said Africa, but I'm I probably could be wrong. I probably am wrong. <laughs> so you hate us for driving our our gas powered cars. You hate the drug dealers for selling on the corners. You know. You hate the prostitutes that are on the corners, but it's okay for a senator to have a prostitute. It's okay for the U.S. to guard oil wells for other countries that are our enemies, and it's okay for a pharmaceutical company to poison the nation. You know, how many advertisements just in the Super Bowl alone did you see for Prozac, for a medication for depression, for a a medication for heart disease? I mean, that's we're one of the only countries in the world that allow pharmaceutical companies to advertise. You can't have advertisements for tobacco products and you limit your advertisement for alcoholic beverages, but yet we can push pills and have commercials and advertisements all day and all night long. You remember some of the ads when we were younger, like we were teenagers because that's when the opioid shit kind of kicked off in the late nineties, early two thousands, but they had advertisements for Oxycontin. Yeah, I remember. I remember like saying it's an addiction, uh, addiction free drug. Like for pain. Have you ever seen Dope Sick Nation on Hulu? Yeah, yeah. That's some some of where I got some of my information from. Isn't that that's the kid that got shot? His dad was a pharmacist or something. And or is that a different No, that's a different one, but that's pretty much the same the same type of deal. That was about a pill mill that was going on in Florida. This woman was, you know, prescribing all these narcotics. Dope Sick Nation is Who's the guy that played Batman in 1989? Uh, was that uh, not Kevin Costner? What's his name? Kilmer or Keaton? Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton plays a 
doctor, a small town doctor in West Virginia, and it shows how he was manipulated by these pharmaceutical reps to prescribe this entire town with Oxycontin, and it, it all just went to hell. It's a great series, man. I think it's only six episodes, but it was Purdue. Yeah, it's, it, that's yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It, it was about the Purdue Pharma. And, yep. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. what they did. They sent these sales reps in to peddle the drugs. You know, they just, send you could get it, free samples and shit from your doctor for just about anything, especially back then. Man, it was the Wild West. It follows the Sackler family, who was the family that pretty much owned and operated Purdue, and just how their greed, their hunger for more and more and more destroyed so many lives. It was really cool. And maybe well, at the beginning no. they did have the best interest, but then when the studies started coming out about the addiction, they still kept fucking pushing it. Let me go back on what I said. It was not cool, okay? It, but it was interesting how they portrayed it in a dramatic, you know, in a drama series. So, sorry. I don't think it's cool. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I don't think we, I mean, maybe some people might construe that, but no, we. I didn't think that you thought it was cool like that. I think you'd, yeah, it's cool that it, kind of shines a light on that in a way that's entertaining that it i like that whenever they do the dramatiza dramatizations because it brings like some people don't like documentaries so right. a person that likes to watch a, a tv show a once a week kind of hour-long tv show would maybe watch that who wouldn't watch a documentary but it still gets the information out to them so right that's what you meant that's exactly what i meant thank you will just doesn't you want to go drug dealers and, and pharmaceuticals <laughs> yeah i don't like pharmaceutical families like the sackler family i think they're unholy shit bags um do you want to go do you want to go with a more lighthearted uh article here this one's pretty funny actually yeah yeah let's go with it all right this is from uh, your tango.com Written on February 10th of this year, mom pulls nine-year-old daughter from class water park trip after teacher paired her with a kid who picks his nose. So the kid pulled his, picked his nose and she said, nope, not having him, uh, having my daughter around that nose picker. Pretty much. Uh, this girl's name is Bren. It might be her last name. Bren's mother was angered after learning that her daughter was paired with a kid who picks his nose for their school trip. The mother wrote that she had to coax the reason why her daughter was suddenly not looking forward to going to the water park with her class. At her mom's insistence, Bren revealed that her teacher, Miss N, had forced her to pair up with another kid in the class, Ben, who complains about having to do work and constantly picks his nose and wipes his boogers everywhere. <laughs> so the mom posted it in, am I the asshole on Reddit? Like that's yeah. the question. So yep. I'll answer your question. Yeah. You're the asshole. Your daughter loves, it's a water park. That booger's going to wash off. Even if he does pick and it's, he's notorious for picking his nose, but, and, and wiping it on things, but wiping it on hopefully inanimate objects, you know, maybe under the desk or something like that. You know, it's not saying he's a notorious nose picker who likes to walk around and shove his boogers on people. But that's basically what it's saying, man. It's saying that he constantly wiping his boogers everywhere. That's the quote from the article. She paired him with, I mean, if the, was the mom going to be a chaperone or something or, you know, maybe if you're that concerned, don't pull out of the fucking 
trip. Your daughter loves the water. <laughs> she immediately sent her daughter's teacher a worried email about the entire situation. In response, her daughter's teacher did not budge on Bren being partnered with Ben. Ben was the nose-picking boy, telling the mother that if Bren goes on the trip, she has to be Ben's buddy. <laughs> the teacher is not going to budge on this. On top of that, she told the other mother mothers in the daughter's class about the what the teacher did, and they decided to pull their children. In total, eight kids out of the 20 are either not going or going with us. Like, so yeah, you're kind of an asshole. Like you're ruining it for the whole class, you know, just because Ben's picking his boogers. The teacher could have reassigned her too. I mean, let's be real about that also. How hard is it just to give her another buddy? I wonder why the teacher wouldn't budge on that. Because they're on fucking power trips, dude. A lot of these teachers, they're the fucking kings or queens in their little kingdom. And they think that they have all of the power over our children. So, you know, I think she's an asshole, but I think she's well within her rights. She's the, the, the child's parent. You know, I think it's kind of douchey on everybody. The whole situation could have been handled different from the mother to the teacher. But I ultimately, agree with that. it's the mother's right. I See, I would have just lied. Like, you wouldn't have known. I would have been a chaperone. I'm a notorious nose picker, dude. I don't know if you know, but I get them boogers in there. especially. I'm not. They, I there's, never pick my nose. If there's a good meaty one that's kind of hard, you know it's got some slime behind it. It feels like you're pulling it out of your fucking eyeball. Yeah, I know what you mean, dude. Yeah, those, those are the good boogers. But I wouldn't have said anything. I would have been a chaperone and say, you know, I knew this mom was kind of an asshole. I'd have been picking my boogers and flicking them on her and her daughter in the bus. I don't. I'd have waited for everybody to get off the bus. I picked my nose and sat it on her seat. Just put the oh, booger. So when she dude. came in, she splat right on my boogers, dude. That's wrong. No, nah, I wouldn't have done that. But I mean, <laughs> you know, come on. It, they're kids. They're eight year old. Like they're eight, right? In that age. Yeah, I think so. Like elementary, elementary age, we'll say. You know, come on. The kids pick their nose. Like you're gonna keep your kid from going on a on a field trip with her friends. And then you're going to be extra cunty and like tell the other moms. It's like, she's probably one of those, like we have them in this community too. Like the little fucking click of moms that just think that they're so much better than all the other moms and all the, their kids. It's like I said the, the other week, reality check. Your kids aren't as fucking great as you think they are. Like they're those moms. They think their kids do no fucking wrong. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. I, I think... bet you little Bryn's picking her nose and putting it under her bed. She's just not telling mama about it. Uh-uh. Every kid picks their nose. Come on, dude. At some sudden, point in your child's do you life. Do you suddenly feel like you have a, a nose full of boogers right now? Because I, I do. I do. I could feel them. <laughs> as soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to fucking pick them and I'm going to flick them at my kids. <laughs> you sick bastard. Hey, you want to taste? Oh, my kids pick their nose. Avery... I mean, they, they pick their nose. What are we going to do? You tell them not to do it. But then they look over and they see you three knuckles deep, you know, getting a fucking uh, uh, booger meteorite out of your fucking nose. You tell them not to do it. They're going to turn around and do it. Anyway. They're like, daddy's picking his nose. I don't eat that shit, though, like you, you dirty motherfucker. Me? No, my kids. Oh, okay. I was going to say. You eat them? I I've never eaten a booger in my life. You put a little I've, Tabasco sauce on it, don't you? 
I've picked plenty. I've dug for gold most of my life, but I've never ate any nuggets. You put a little pepper on it. Just a little, a little pepper. pepper. Just a little pepper. Give it some spice. You probably put some curry on it. You probably got like a fucking skillet sitting there with just boogers that you collected all week long. You've just been flicking them in this pan. You get a little fucking olive oil, a little curry, some pepper. You cook them up real nice, don't you? <laughs> Look at <laughs> Oh, fuck, dude. You got my nose fucking itching, Bobby. It's like when someone starts talking about bugs. You start feeling like something's crawling on you, huh? Dude, it feels like Booger City up in my nostrils <laughs> right now, bub. Not cool. Man. Are you ready for number three article of the week? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into that one. What's, what's All right. this one? No, That was our kids article. I don't have anything about robotics, but I suppose this could be close enough. Um, This is from The Drive, which we've covered articles from The Drive before. They usually have some pretty interesting stuff. This article was published on the 18th of February. The average American man is too fat for Universal's new Mario Kart ride. Universal, which one is that? Which Universal? Uh, which Universal? It's this new Mario World amusement park, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah. so, yeah, right that's here. That's the article, yeah. That's <laughs> the article, and that's the ride. Oh, it's in Hollywood. There's no fat people in California. You don't think? No, there is. There's fat people. It's America. I'm fat. I'm here. I'm not in California, but. The Mario Kart ride restricts anyone with a 40-inch waist or larger from riding. According to the CDC, the average American man's waist is 40.5 inches, which means most American men will be excluded from the ride. The average American woman's waist, however, is 38.7 inches, Dude, that's still a big waist for a, a woman. That's the average woman's waist. Well, I don't know. Women have bigger hips. Yeah, think? that's for true. Yeah. Childbirth yeah. and all that. So I guess it just depends. I mean, you know, but I, that's a little small if you're making a ride, though. You know, you think about because even guys that I know that are, you know, smaller in stature, like you probably wear what, a 36, 34? Uh, 34. Yeah. And you're what? You're probably. Buck seventy, buck eighty, in there. I, I'm around a buck seventy, but I keep I keep growing, man. I'm so still a, I'm a growing you're, boy. You're a thirty four, and like even with me, I'm fat now. I wear a size forty, but I wear a size forty from being th at my biggest when I was like three hundred, three fifteen. Uh, right now I'm sitting around two seventy five, but I'll wear a size forty until I get down to about two twenty. Right, you're just you're the way I'm built. I'm a big guy. Yeah, you are. You're you're a naturally big guy. I think you're just you were just born big boned. And I'm I'm tall. I'm taller. If I'm if I'm 140 pounds, I look skinny. Yeah, or right. 180, 180 pounds or so. My my ideal weight is right around that 200, 220. I haven't seen it since high school, but you know, or just after high school. So I mean, yeah, they're going a little small in that because I'm about the size of an average adult male, like as far as height and and you know wearing a size 40 pants. Well, the first uh, Super Mario World was actually in Japan. So if they created these rides from the Japanese version of the park, then, yeah, I would imagine most Japanese guys are under, what is it, a 40, 30, 40-inch 40 waist that they're yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
most of them are pretty slim, you know? Yeah, what's well, their diet, too? I mean, but you're making a ride in America. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the ride's for the kids, right? Mainly. Uh, Yeah, I think the whole park is kind of designed for kids more than anything. So, if the people are, are pissed off about it, it's like, the shit's for the kids. Take your kids there. Maybe you can't ride it. Or if you want to ride the ride, you know, because, and like I said, I think they made the ride a little small. Maybe they should have had some foresight on that. But at the end of the day, it's your responsibility. If you want to ride the ride, lose some fucking weight, you know? And I'm saying that as a big guy. I'm not going to go and be, you know, enraged that uh, uh, a theme park made a ride that I won't fit in. If I really want to ride the ride, I'll lose some weight. According to the Ocean City Register, a 52-inch wasted man was able to fit on the ride using four tips provided by Universal for anyone who is worried they won't fit. As the Universal statement said, there is indeed a test seat near the entrance of the ride, which features a light on the pull-down bar that tells potential riders if they'll fit. It also suggested that taller guests sit in the back row as the seats have more leg room. If you can, Universal also suggests stretching out your legs to flatten your thighs to pull the lap bar so the lap bar fits better. Lastly, guests are told to try using their momentum (laughs) and pull the lap bar down as they sit so their weight can help force it down into position, allowing them to fit. (laughs) So it's like, just tuck that fat in. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They use the bar to just tuck it in as best you can but they said you said they provided an accommodation for a bigger guy so i mean no they don't uh, provide an accommodation they provide a test seat before you get on the ride so i guess when you're in line there's a test seat to see if you're gonna be able to fit it or not oh yeah well they have that at like uh down at six flags too here uh in in virginia close to us right you know, a, a couple of the rides like the Firebird and a couple of those. I mean, and it's not even from the waist. It's from my shoulders. I was pretty big. Like, it was hard for me to get it in. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't because it was one of the ones like a free hanging one. Right. So the lap band wasn't what got me. It was my shoulders and my chest. Okay. And it's like my wife. I mean, you know, got some bigger ones and it wouldn't fit her either. I mean, it fit me just barely. But I'm riding that ride thing. I'm going to fall out the whole time. I'm going to like hawk out and just my shoulders are going to bust out of that ride. Is that right? But I mean, it's, you know, it all boils down to it. It's your size. And there's even guys that are weightlifters. So it's not even a fat thing. Like say you're a, you're a power lifter or something and you're stacked and, you know, jacked, you got a, a, a BMI of say, you know, 20 or, or 15%. You're not going to fit in it because you're just a, you're a bigger guy. You got muscles and stuff. Right, exactly. So it doesn't just apply to just overweight men or women. I mean, anybody with a big body mass. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Like I said, they should have had a little more foresight. But by and large, these theme parks and shit like that are made for children. If you're getting unruly and upset, just I don't think anyone is yet. There's a couple TikTok videos out, I think, uh, after you told me about it that I've seen. universal force to stop ride. I don't think there's any veracity to that claim. I don't think it's true, but you know, if you're going to be a shithead and try to cancel it for the kids, get the fuck out of here. It's like when I went to the national aquarium 
couple weeks ago, I took the kids down there and dude, you wouldn't believe it. Like the adults are, they're assholes, man. There's, they're running over like little two and three year old kids who want to see a seahorse just so they can see it. And they're not even looking through their eyes. They're looking through the, the picture or, or the camera of their phone. Right. Cause they want to get a fucking Instagram picture or something. You know, let the kids, that's that's what that stuff's made for, Disneyland. These people that want to go out and get married at fucking Disney World and shit. And it's, you're a fucking adult. It's for children. You're taking time away and the astronomical prices that they want for some of these places anymore. Yeah, that's the worst part. They're charging an arm and a leg. It's like, come on now, Trisha. You know, you're not... 16 anymore you're 37 years old you and your husband and they're taking they're going to disney and shit without their kids come on now the shit's for children you know so these people are going to protest because their fat ass can't get into the mario kart ride you know you don't you're not going to see me standing in a line protesting mario kart because i'm fat you know it's called person it's called personal responsibility let's get some how about that and if you're fat Lose the fucking weight. And don't get so in your feelings when someone tells you you're fat. You know how many fucking comments I get that aren't even related to the fucking podcast and some of these YouTube videos? Uh, someone with a BMI shouldn't be talking. No, fuck you. I don't really care what you, you know, if it were that big of a concern, don't you think I'd address it? Right. So people just, like, I understand. It's, I'm a big dude. I don't give a fuck. And I don't care if someone says something about fat people, fat shaming and shit like that. Who fucking cares? Get off your high horse. The yeah, shit wasn't made for you. That type of shit doesn't affect guys like you and I because we got thick skin, man. We were born that way. It boils down to personal accountability. If you want to ride the ride, lose some weight. It's like Jocko says, man. It's all about ownership. Exactly. 100%. Just own your shit. It's the fucking, the people that are going to complain about it are going to be the ones that you were talking about earlier. You know, these mid-40-year-old women with fucking blue hair. They're the they're the loudest. Yep. Middle-aged white women are the loudest fucking group in the entire country. Yeah. Dude, they are the fucking squeaky wheel and they get all the oil. There ain't no oil left for anybody else with some real concerns or complaints. They're getting the grease, baby. Yeah, they're worried about fucking their daughter sitting next to Ben the the nose picker. You know, it's those kind of people. They're just they're Karens. Yep. It's the woman that got, that hopped on off our first or second episode talking about kids aren't idiots. You're Karen. Like, did it bother? Why did it bother you so much that I said kids are idiots that you had to come on and fucking comment about it? Why does it bother you so much that fat people can't ride in it? And it'll be the one that's not even fat. It'll be a fucking skinny, like 19 year old girl that fits in the ride. And she's like, but it's not fair because your best friend is fucking 600 pounds. And rather than her telling her best friend, hey, lose some fucking weight. She'll act outraged and try to get the world to change just for that one fucking person. It's bullshit. She's pissed off because she brought Shamu to the fucking adventure park and it ruined the experience for her. Yeah, maybe you should be mad at your friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Did you really need to eat a 40-piece nugget, 10 McDoubles, and drink down three 32-ounce Cokes on the way here? You know, maybe start calling your friends out on their shit. You told me, you told me the other week to calm down a little bit because it's not good for my health. Right. I so did. I've been, I've been trying to chill out a little bit more. But you haven't. 
I've a little bit. Pandas aren't riling me up quite as much anymore. So, well, I'm still worried about you. I'm taking steps. You know, you're taking these... you're taking action. That's what counts, you know. Yeah, and you guys see my face right now. It's red, not because I'm pissed off. It's red because I can't figure out this goddamn baseboard heater. And it was like the seventh layer of hell in this room when I started recording. Yeah, you were saying that. And I have to have the windows shut because I live on the side of a busy road and it's fucking people have no regard for anybody else's, you know, silence. They're just noise polluting with their loud ass fucking Mustangs. Dude, town is loud today, man. And this morning, it was so cold. I left out early. It was so cold and foggy. And I get off work, and it's all nice and sunny and warmer. I think, in my opinion, everyone and their mother, infant daughter and grandmother, must have got a motorcycle during the pandemic. Because I have never seen so many motorcycles on the road in this area in my entire fucking life. And, dude, I'm talking about back when the Pagans you know, pretty much ruled this area where if it was summertime, you always saw a group of bikers 12, 15 deep. Now they're not even wearing cuts. It's like your neighbor who yeah. who just got off of teaching soccer practice, getting on a Harley and just roaring through town. Well, and this time of year is the worst too, because they act, especially in a winter like this, where we've had a mild winter. It's like they, uh, they act like we've been in the fucking Arctic for the past three months when it's actually been pretty decent all winter. And yeah. it's like, hey, Virgil, get the motorcycle ready. It's over 42 degrees. We can go riding today. Exactly. And, yeah. And it's this fucking doctor who thinks that he's fucking Jax Teller and they get these loud ass exhausts and shit. You dude, get you a fucking uh, comfort, like a road King or something. Get you one of those chilled out motorcycles. No, they're riding around with these loud ass fucking bobber wannabe motorcycles. And it's like, okay, we hit a little stop sign. Now we have to just slam on the gas and have all kinds of noise pollution. Yeah. They're all fucking boomers. Usually it reminds me of the movie wild hogs with Travolta where that one biker calls him out. He's, he looks at John Travolta and he's like, and you're the biggest poser of them all. And, you know, pointing out all the reasons why he's not a real biker and everything. Yeah. It, I, it's fucking crazy. It's like, come on, man. It, and it's save that shit for April when it is warm, you know, you're cold, even at like 50, 60 degrees, it's cold riding on a motorcycle. You got the wind going through and, at, you know, 50, 60 miles an hour, it's cold as shit. Do you remember that fateful day in May back in 2022 where we literally had my apartment as a, a, a Native American sweat lodge? Yeah, that, that? it was hot as fuck. <laughs> it, it was so hot, man. You know what? I did not cool off that day until like midnight when I finally fell asleep. I got home and stood in front of the portable air conditioner that I had in the living room, and I just put my shirt over it. And I would just let the cold air just hit me. It was so hot in your apartment, dude. It was like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I've ever been that hot in my life. It was we mind-bending. We're both just, like, profusely sweating. I remember about, like, four hours after you got there, you were in the, in the bathroom, and you're like, it's so fucking hot. <laughs> and you, I looked at you, and you were just drenched in sweat. After you left, I took the coldest shower imaginable. It was like a Gatorade ice bath, like they give head coaches when they win football games. And I got out of there and literally started 
re-sweating like I was before I took that shower. You're like, when I got there, you're like, sorry, dude, it's hot. You're like, I got to get that air conditioner from my, my parents. I'm going to go get it tomorrow. I'm like, we could have fucking went and got it today before we fucking sat down, dude. I would have helped you put it in the goddamn window. <laughs> I should have. But, dude, it, it just made the whole experience of that more interesting. You know, I told you that before. Oh, yeah. When I first got there, it wasn't too bad. You put that little fan up in the window. Yeah, and that was giving us some relief. But man, when we moved to the living room, it was like sitting down and I was like, holy shit. And it's like the day got hotter. But then remember when we walked out when I was leaving, it was such a beautiful day. It wasn't even really that hot. No, it was amazing outside. It's just your your shitty circulation in your apartment. Just it was baking us. Top floor, buddy. Heat rises, man. And I'm a, you know that now, don't you? I was so happy to get out and like just be in the because it was dark, too. Yeah. And I was like, man, the sun, I didn't realize it was still that light out when I left. And I was like, I'm driving. It looks so clean. And so, and we watched that fucking episode of uh, workaholics where they trash their house and shit. Yeah. So I felt like I, like it was just tripping me out, dude. Like I felt like I was trashy and I didn't even want to throw my cigarette butt out the window. I was like, I can't, there's so much pristine beauty. Cause it's may everything's bright and vibrant and alive. And I'm just like, I don't want to tarnish this beautiful town later on a few episodes after this one we need to tell the story about that day and the experience don't we yes that day inspired this podcast and the name of it so it did and it's a wild story is it not it's pretty intense yeah and it all happened just in my little apartment on Main Street. And we'll we'll tell the full story. We're not ready to tell it yet, but but we will. And it's you're gonna love it when we do. Yeah, it's a it's a really good story. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. No cap either. It's true. It really is a good story. We're not just cock teasing you guys. No, it was a it was an epic day. Yep, sure was. It's one I'll never forget. And I don't think I could if I wanted to. It inspired greatness. It did. It did. Yeah. That was that was the birth of the church. The birth of the church. Definitely. Man, it was. Oh, man, I can just I can feel it when we talk about it. I can almost feel it in my bones going back Dude, to that, that time and place. When it was real warm the other day, I had all the windows open and it was just like the atmosphere brought back so many memories of that day. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man. I was going to text you, but I, I didn't. I figured you probably would have thought it was corny, but it was like, you know, it was just rehashing old memory. Good memories, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was, man, that was, that the other day was a fucking fantastic day. What, it got up to almost 80 degrees. Oh, it was beautiful. I told Lacey, I, I was like, dude, if we had an electric grill, or not an electric grill, because right now all I have is the smoker. I said, if we had a charcoal grill, I'd be drinking right now and outside like grilling up some burgers or something when was the last day in february of your entire life living in this area where it was that nice 2017 it was pretty nice that year remember i don't remember getting up in the 80s it was close there was a couple days in late february when it was like mid to uh high 70s and then we got that freak snowstorm in march and it melted like three days later yeah, I remember that. Like the yeah. end, middle or end of March, I think it was. We got it. We got like eight or nine inches of snow. That's what I'm worried about, man. Everybody's like, "Oh, we got lucky this winter. We got lucky this winter." First of all, we're not even out of February, and March notoriously for this area can be some of the worst winter weather, you know, we've ever had. 
We had a blizzard in 93 in March. Yep, exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. I remember it. I was out in the backyard pretending to be the, the white-eyed wolf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed with Power Rangers and shit, so it was like my take on, on Power Rangers. I was the white-eyed wolf, and I had to fight the, the red-eyed wolf. So me, the white-eyed wolf, the blue-eyed wolf, and the green-eyed wolf, we'd get together, and we'd fight. I, it was just me. I was a little fucking nerdy. You know what? At that time, I was five years old, little nerdy five-year-old out back on all fours, just trudging through the snow. I was the white-eyed wolf. I was taking on all the enemies. You were in the zone. Oh, yeah. I had a fucking creative imagination, dude, back then. That was before my dad and mom, they had just gotten separated, I think, or or split up. So, But, I mean, up until I was seven, I was like the only child. Well, I wasn't the only child, but I was the youngest. My, My oldest sister... Uh, the closest one to me in age is nine years older than me. So you think I'm okay. not, or I'm, I'm five years old. She's 14 now. She doesn't want anything to do with a little fucking five-year-old kid. Right. So I'm out there just entertaining myself, man. That's cool, brother. I was the white-eyed wolf. I forgot about that until I just started talking about that. That snowstorm took me back thinking about that, that snowstorm. Well, like I said, we'll, we'll, we're going to do probably, I think we should do a whole episode a few episodes from now where we pretty much describe that whole day in May last year and you give your take on it and I give my take on it. I think it'd be a good episode. Do you think it started in May of 22 or did it start in October of 2008 or 2007? Is that when it oh, really started? See, there you go. We could do we could do a two-part episode with that because that was pretty wild too. That was a great experience. We had the room was shifting around us. There were Barbie dolls involved. There was a plant that was not existent that that we ran into. Remember the, the camp, the camel wides, the stumps. Remember we yeah. were smoking them. Yeah, those were they menthols or were they full flavored? Fuck, okay, back then I don't even know, dude. I think you had the camel wide menthols. Remember uh, the rice and the eggs? Yep, I do remember that. That was a sad little meal. What was it psilocybin and rice? Yeah, that was that was a sad ass meal, but it was we fun. couldn't even eat it all. Like no, I felt like I was eating maggots. I dude, I I like quickly lost my appetite. Like once things started ramping up, I was like, yeah, I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah, that was a wild experience, dude. And uh, uh you put Master P on. You hear all the clocks ticking in the background and shit. You're like, nope, got to change this. And I was like, that's when I was like, let's put on Tool. I had that Tool CD, the rock yeah. band. And it was that one, like that album alone, just listening to it, Stone Sober, will make you fucking feel different. Like, Yeah, their stuff was trippy. They have some like Native American kind of shit and just like drums where they're not even singing. It's just. And you're like, what the fuck? And that's when you were like, I think at the crescendo of one of the songs, a truck drove by and the song like hit its peak at the same exact time. And that's when you looked at me, you were like, did the room just move? And I was just like, yeah, dude, it did. Did you feel it? <laughs> that was wild. That was like the change in the atmosphere of that night. I think shortly after what that was after, uh, man, I'm going to give it all away. Let, let, yeah. I'm just going to stop yeah. there. Save it. Take that thought and store it in your memory bank and we'll go through it. We'll do a whole episode on it. I think people would like it. That was a it was an adventure though. So get ready whenever we uh decide to embark on that episode because it was a it's an epic. Both were epic in my opinion. 
it's like it's like the odyssey with odysseus it's it's a it's a journey yep that was our odyssey it helped create the people that we are today it really did it really did but anyway we're almost an hour in if not over do you want to go ahead and transition into pick your pawn stars yeah let's do pick your pawn stars sounds good all right guys pick your pawn stars once again if this is your first time listening this bit is based off of the show on history channel pawn stars and we take three of the four pawn stars chumley the old man and Corey, also known as hoss and we throw them into three scenarios. Dustin has three scenarios to pick from, and he can pick one of three pawn stars for each scenario. Dustin, the first scenario, which pawn star would you trust to give your wife a ride to work? And I mean, they have to give her a ride to work five days a week. That's every day your wife is going to be riding with this dude to and from work. Which one do you pick? Pops, I think Pops, he would be decent. He is happily married. Uh, he, he was happily married to his wife for 60 plus years. Yeah. So I think he would be decent. I don't really trust Chum Lee around anybody. I mean, that dude probably hunk, hump a stump. <laughs> and, and Corey, you know, I think he's him and his dad. They just go through women like, you know, nothing. I think Rick's on like his fifth or sixth marriage. I think Corey's been married a time or two. So, unfortunately. Pops would, Pops would be a gentleman, and he'd be responsible. You know he'd be picking her up and dropping her off on time. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't be hitting on her, you know, right. trying trying to fill her up and shit like Chum would. I think Corey would be a little smoother because, I mean, if you're getting a ride to work once, they might need you to get a ride again. So, I think Corey would be on the on the slow tip trying to worm his way in. You know, right. he's, he's trying to be the best friend first. He'd probably he'd weasel his way into the situation. He'd fuck your life up. Yeah, and and Chum Lee would just be straight sexual harassment. All right, buddy, I got a very low battery right now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if my shit's not charging or what. So we'll do the next ones pretty quickly. I think I got enough to get through a a, a little little bit now, but uh. You, you have a new direct supervisor at work. Uh, it's one of three pawn stars. If you had to pick a supervisor you'd be willing to work for, which pawn star would it be and why? That's a, that's a hard question, but I think Chum, because I could get over on him and pretty much do whatever I want, I could run things through because he wouldn't, he would just kind of be there. No real responsibility. Now, if I was thinking about the company as a whole, I'd probably go with Pops. But just for my own well-being and being able to do what I wanted to do, I'd pick Chum just because he'd turn a blind eye to most things. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So I think that's, you know, like I said, if I were looking out for the company, Pops, looking out for myself, Chum. I agree with that. Corey would be like middle line. You'd have a successful company. He'd probably let you get away with shit every once in a while. But he'd probably start trying to lord it over everybody, so... He'd be a dick after a while. Yeah, I'm the boss. All right, and then the last one, and this one's a doozy, so I can't wait to hear your response to this. But 
you have to go to the doctor. It's a Monday morning. And the main thing on the doctor's list is you have to get a prostate exam. Dustin, which one of the three Pawn Stars would you be most comfortable with getting a prostate exam from? That's a tough one. Would it make me have an Irish accent? <laughs> Unless they stuck a shillelagh up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'd go with Pops for that one, too, just because he would give you the bad news, the good news. He'd, he'd be right down the middle with it. Um, there would be no suspect, you know, ulterior motives with him. I just I feel like I could trust Pops as a doctor, not even just to do a prostate exam, just as a human being as a, and a doctor to be the most responsible party there. I'm not comfortable with anybody doing it, but you know, once I hit 40 or whatever the age is that you need to get it done, I'm getting it done. And it, my doctor that I currently have, I'd be comfortable with him, I'd be comfortable with Pops. Chum, I would not. He, man, that motherfucker would have like an oversized dildo trying to shove it in your ass and shit. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Would you want Chum's little sausage finger, or not little, big sausage finger going up your ass? That could be traumatizing. Uh, it wouldn't even be a medical appointment at that time. He'd just be like, oh, I see a piece of corn. <laughs> He'd be making <laughs> stupid fucking jokes. I'd be like, dude, you're fucking two knuckles deep in my asshole right now. <laughs> like, what'd you eat for dinner last night? Nothing. I did a colon cleanse, asshole. Oh, I'm the, I'm the asshole. I'm playing with your asshole. Like, he'd be fucking just, it would be nonstop. I'd be like, dude, shut the fuck up and let's get this over with. That would suck. And Corey just wouldn't be able to get the shit together. It, like, it would take too long. He'd come up with excuse after excuse after excuse of why he couldn't, why it's taking so long. Well, let me wash my hands. Uh, oh, these gloves aren't going to fit. Let me go get another pair of gloves or... You know what? I'm going to take a break. Why don't you sit tight real quick? You can pull your pants up for a minute. Which I'm appreciative of to an extent. I mean, he doesn't want to do it. I don't want it to, to have it done. But, you know, at the end of the day, the medical procedure has to be done. It's got to get done. You, you might not want to play around with another man's asshole. I don't want you to play around with my asshole. But I need to have it done. I think Pops would be the most responsible. And he would, like I said, he would give you the good news if there was good news, bad news. There wouldn't be any jokes in there. Maybe a couple, like good bedside manner kind of jokes, but nothing like chumly, like preschool humor. Yeah. Chum's too immature to handle anything like that. And Corey, it just would, it would be drawn out. It's just, no, you don't. That's Corey tries to get out of doing shit. He doesn't want to do. Exactly. And it would be like, you're just, you're dragging this out, dude. I just want to get it done and get it over with. Like, come on, let's fucking pick up the pace a little bit. I got to get to work. You know, I was hoping this would only be about 20 minutes, dude. What are you doing back there? And then if he did see something, he'd be like, oh, shit, man. And it, it might not even be something big. Like you might have a, a benign polyp or something. He's just like, oh, my God. And you're sitting there thinking you got a fucking huge tumor in your asshole. And it's like, what the fuck is he seeing? He's like, oh, that's nothing. And it's like you're sitting there having fucking several mini heart attacks because he's just <laughs> blowing shit out of proportion. <laughs> Yeah, for real. He runs it into the side of your fucking rectum. He's like, oh, man, there's a huge block. Of oh, nope, sorry. I, I was just hitting the side a little bit. The camera got a little uh, bent up. Sorry about that. It's like, what the fuck are you doing back there, dude? Do your job. <laughs> Hold on, man. I need to go smoke a cigarette real quick. Exactly. It's fucking 30 minutes later. He comes back in. Uh, that's great, man. 
So, yeah, Pops. Pops is the one. Well, uh, Dustin, you ready to wrap it up? You got a closing statement or a closing segment for us? or Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, as always, we appreciate everybody that listens to the whole episode. Uh, we clip everything up for you if you don't like watching long form. So we'll definitely have the shorts, the reels. Finally got fucking Facebook to work again so I can schedule posts on that. Uh, so that's an added bonus to have that work again. Fucking multi-billion dollar companies can't get their shit right for creators. Come on now. You know, but it's working now. Don't let me jinx it here and it start fucking up on me again. But uh, we appreciate you uh, again. If you're in the Chantilly, Ashburn, or Alexandria area, check out Burger Shack. Go get you that Ring of Fire burger. You're not going to get anything off of it for going there, me telling you, but it's really good. Your mouth's going to get a fucking surprise. That's what's going to happen. It's uh, just a, a plug. If yeah. we like it, we want you to l- enjoy it too. Yeah, exactly. So go check them out. Uh, check us out. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, on Rumble now too. So we're all across all the social media. We don't have Snapchat because that shit's for like 15-year-olds, and I don't really understand how to use it, so I'm not even going to lie. Uh, <laughs> But we're on, and TikTok, we're on that. So check us out on on the social media that you enjoy using the most. We appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Remember when I used to get real high and say later out? (laughs) You'd say peace out, and I'd be like, later out, bro, man. Later. You would be like, later out. It's like that. It's like that. (laughs) You remember, uh, sorry, sorry guys, uh, but you remember the movie I Love You, Man? Yeah. He's like, latest on the Minjay. And he's like, I don't know why I said that. That was me back in the day, wasn't it? That was, yeah. That was, it was, there were times that were just very awkward. I would just be blitzed out of my fucking mind, but like, peace out, Bromansky, uh, 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 so, see, uh, chiefing like an Indian, giggling and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, as always, we appreciate you guys. See you guys next week.